to the Dynasty Pros Fantasy Show, where we talk all things fantasy football, from player news, rankings, projections, and even trade advice. Everything to help you win your fantasy football league. And now, your hosts, Bob Miller and Tommy Harvey. What is up, everyone out there? Welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Pros Fantasy Show, brought to you by DynastyProsFootball.com, your source for everything Dynasty League football. I'm Bob Miller, always accompanied by Tommy Harvey, and I also have a special guest on tonight's show, Levi Ellis from over at DynastyProsFootball.com. Guys, how are we doing tonight? Yo, yo, yo. What's up, man? It's going good, guys. Yeah, nothing much, man. Just uh, watching a little football. Just saw Khalil Mack uh, get an interception, which is... uh, which is not good for me in an IDP that I'm in, um, but uh, I'll just I'll just move on from that. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff going on with this past week. Golly, this this weekend was rough for uh, fantasy footballers out there all over the place. Bad weather, bad weather, bad games, bad ex- execution. I mean, it was just a rough, rough week. How did you uh, How did you guys do? Didn't have to watch the Cowboys lose, so I'm all. I'm- I'm good. I had to watch my Ravens lose last night, and that was uh, that was brutal. That was an ugly, ugly game. Man, how do you how do you uh, excuse a loss to the Patriots this year? Uh, I don't know, man. I, I you know I'd like to blame it on the weather, but there was other things that played a factor in that game. But now we have a t- we've got the same record as the friggin' Miami Dolphins, man. What the Isn't hell? That crazy. What the hell? But uh, whatever, there's always next week. We'll move on. That was so long ago, like last night. So uh, <laughs> let's, let's, uh, let's move forward here. But uh, before we do that, let's, uh, let's kind of talk a little bit about what happened this past week and maybe help some, uh, some of our listeners out there get prepared for this coming week because we know we're going to go over some, uh, some studs and duds from this past weekend. You two are going to talk about the uh, waiver wire targets and who to go after, and some guys you might want to go ahead and drop. And we're going to give everybody out there, uh, you know, some guys to really go target before your trade deadline uh, is up. So, uh, you know, without further ado, let's get started with a little bit of, of, of news out there, a little bit of NFL news, and we'll start with Drew Brees. Um, fractured ribs, collapsed lung, holy smokes. And it looks like he's going to be out for a few weeks. Uh, what's your guys' thoughts on this? Uh, go pick up Jameis Winston. Uh, that offense should be fairly decent, especially with Michael Thomas back. And Jameis Winston likes to sling the ball around, so maybe this is time for for Michael Thomas to uh, become fantasy relevant again. Man, and I hate to say it because I'm uh, one of the biggest Drew Brees supporters you can find, but I actually think this offense may be better with Winston. You know, he can move the ball downfield. Uh, I think it can open some things up in the offense, but I do think it's going to have a negative effect on Kamara. Uh, you know, he does a lot of his work on those checkdowns, and Winston, I don't think he's, uh, you know, I don't think he's going to check it down as much as Brees has, so I'll be curious to see how that affects him. Yeah, I'm like, I'm curious to see what a week's worth of work with the starters is going to do for him, because once he came into that game, he looked a little hesitant, not Jameis-like uh, at all. Uh, he, he looked like he was too afraid to throw an interception in a way. Uh, he didn't want to lose. He played a little little conservative. So let's see with a week of practice with the uh, first team. Let's see what that does for him. But, uh, yeah, it could pose a little bit of concern for Kamara. But 
I'm not sure if it will. I think that uh, Sean Payton will make a uh, – uh, he'll make it a priority to get the ball in Kamara's hands. I mean, you, you have to. I mean, he's right now he's the best running back maybe in the game outside of Dalvin Cook, the way he's producing. So, um, yeah, I think they'll make it a priority to get him involved and get him as much uh, as many touches. I mean, that offense is built that way. But I do think that uh, Jameis will fling it down the field a little bit, and uh, he's got a little bit more arm strength than what, uh, what Breeze has. So it could uh, – it could bode well for someone like Michael Thomas because, golly, Michael Thomas has been a, a huge disappointment all year. Anybody that got him, you know, had to take him in the first round. And if they got lucky, maybe at the top of the second round. But you invested a, a, a an incredible pick in this guy, and it has just, oh, it's killed you this year. Imagine taking him at the end of the first and then turning around and taking someone like Miles Sanders at the beginning of the second. And I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that have, um, you know, maybe have taken Kenyon Drake or, uh, you know, think about that. I mean, look at all these first-round picks. I mean, McCaffrey's been uh, a huge disappointment because of the injuries. Saquon, Zeke now. Um, gosh almighty. It's been ugly, to say the least. So Yeah, I think most, uh, most guys that are probably competing in redraft <laughs> leagues were probably picking in the middle of the first round. Uh, they came away with guys like Dalvin and Derrick Henry. So everybody, they got Barkley, CMC. Um, you know, I think their teams are hurting. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I can tell you firsthand. I, I own a lot of Barkley. Um, <laughs> and too. then And then I made a huge trade in a league last week right before the you know trade deadline and got uh, Christian McCaffrey. And, uh, yeah, now he's hurt again. And we'll we'll get into that here in a, in a second. And, well, you know, what, what the hell? Let's get into that. You know, McCaffrey looks like he's unlikely to play again this week. I'm, uh, they thought that he might be able to return in week 11, but now it's looking a little unlikely. Um, he, it's scaring me a little bit because they have that bye week in uh in in week 13 and it makes me afraid that they just might shut him down until week 14 and and you know what's the point at that at that point you know well i mean you'd be looking for him to come back during your playoff run um but i it 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 scares the heck out of me having to use mike davis because he hasn't been very effective lately yeah, his name's going to come up here in a few minutes when we kind of go over our studs and duds. So don't you uh, don't worry about that. But uh, Levi, what's your thoughts there as far as as far as McCaffrey? Do you see this? Um, do you see him maybe coming back in Week Twelve, or do you think maybe they shut him down until maybe Week Fourteen? Or what if they just shut him down? You know, hey, if they're if they're out of it, not playing for anything by Week Fourteen, you know, there's a likelihood they could just shut him down for the rest of the year. Yeah, Bob, that's exactly what I was going to say. My concern is they probably shut him down till after the bye, and by then they're probably out of the playoffs. Is it really worth their long-term, long-term future for both CMC and Carolina to risk him and put him back in? And, and my, that's my concern is will he even be back this season, um, especially depending on how the injury heals and how banged up he is from – you know, still the ankle. So CMC is a guy I absolutely, you know, I want to talk about later is potentially a buy low guy in redraft leagues, but at the mm-hmm. same time, there's a lot of risk involved. There is most definitely, but you know, uh, you know, on the flip side, uh, Austin Eckler's looking good. You know, I don't know if you saw some of his videos he's been posting on uh, Instagram and, 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 and posting on Twitter, but he says he's close to returning that the time is near. And, um, you know, gave, for a, a, shout, gave a shout out to fantasy owners. He sure did. 
And uh, I cannot tell you, uh, you know, I'm looking up because I own a lot of Saquon Barkley, and that hurt me this year. And, Tommy, you know more than anybody, I own a lot of Nick Chubb, and I finally got him back. Welcome back, Nick Chubb, by the way. But uh, I own a little bit of Austin Eckler, too, and I cannot wait for this guy. This guy gets back. I'm going to be in good shape. I'm, I'm just weathering the storm right now and hope to kind of sneak into the playoffs. But if I can get all uh, – you know, all systems go and clicking on all the cylinders, I could make some noise. So, Man, there was a, a message today that came out from Anthony Lynn that said he thinks it's still a bit early for Eckler. So uh, I don't know what's going to happen there, but, man, the the L.A. Chargers could certainly use him. I can't believe Kalen Balage is getting carries. I mean, he's Maybe. actually looked decent, too. That's what's really oh. sad. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I had I, to list him in the waiver article. Oh, that's that's – that's tough, you know. <laughs> yeah, the emergence of Kalen Balazs is holding off <laughs> Austin Eckler's return. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you yeah, know, something man. I'd never thought I'd say. Holy I never crap. thought I'd be adding him to a waiver article as an ad. So. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we, and, and by the way, we do encourage everyone uh, to go look at Levi's work over at uh, DynastyProsFootball.com every Monday. Uh, he's one of the first to put out his waiver wire article. We call it The Wire. Um, to give you all a head start on Monday to put in those claims, you know, put, you know, he gives you an idea how much fab money to spend on these guys, and gives you an idea who to drop as well. So not only, you know, do, does he talk about who to go get, like every other article out there, but Levi, you do talk about guys to drop and how much to spend and everything. Like, you know, tell tell everybody a little bit about that. Yeah, man. I mean, it's like you said, just simple. Uh, every week, you know, you got to list the guys that uh, you might want to go out and find every other website. Like you mentioned, or podcast, you can go out and find that information. But we're looking a little bit deeper sometimes, uh, you know, guys that might be honorable mentions that might be available in, in more leagues out there. And, and then also, like you mentioned, the guys to drop. There's, um, you know, especially in redraft leagues every week, there's just guys you got to give up on. And, you know, Bob, I want to throw out one of your guys. You know, you're a big-time Baltimore fan, but uh, is it time to drop Hollywood Brown? Because it sure seems like it's overdue. I don't think it'd hurt. Uh, I don't think you're going to be missing anything because you could be. You could be sabotaging another team by doing that. You'd be planting a bomb, you know, and, and I yep. do that a lot on the waiver wire is, you know, you cut a guy and then you know this guy's not going to last, on, you know, on the wire. Someone else is going to pick him up and they may throw them, actually throw them in their starting lineup and that just hurts their team. It's like a <laughs> – I mean, I'm serious. It's a, you're, you're, you're planting a mole or something on someone else's yeah. team. I love it. I love it. And, and and Tommy and I talk about this all the time, and, 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 and you and I have spoken about this too. One of the things I love about the waiver wire is not it, – it, it's not like Christmas morning on Wednesday mornings when you're looking to see if you want to claim or who you got, but I love, 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 love seeing who gets dropped. I love it. That, that, that to me, almost is, is better – than actually winning someone because there's some really, really good dudes that get dropped. And I can't believe some of the guys I've picked up just this year. I think I probably had my best, best time this year picking up dudes off the, uh, you know, guys that you would have never thought in a million years would get dropped. I have picked some, some really, really nice ones up. Yeah. There's a league me and Bob play in where Chase Claypool was dropped a couple weeks ago. Wow. Yeah. And it's a keeper league. It's a keeper league for crying out loud. And Claypool was dropped. Man, Sa- that's it was it was a keeper in. league and somebody dropped Saquon. I'm not oh lying. My somebody <laughs> dropped Saquon. How does that even happen, uh, bro? I don't know. That would that. never happen in a league that I'm in. That wouldn't happen in hardly. <laughs> it, that wouldn't happen in any dynasty, any keeper league. 
I cannot believe. And, and you know, the funny thing is, is that it was the commissioner of the league. The guy that commissions the league is the dude that dropped him. Uh, well, to be yeah. fair, it, it, it is a very shallow bench. I mean, it's about six spots. It's about yeah. six six bench with, spots with, with no IR spot. True. I can tell you one thing though. There's no way I'm dropping Barkley. I don't care no, how I'm small that bench else. is. Yeah, I'm finding somebody else to drop. <laughs> I'll sh- I'll stream every starter every week. I'm not dropping Barkley. Yeah. Well, I, I will say this. He he. It, it's a it's a it's an auction league where you have a $200 budget to spend on your, your guys. And he had spent 50, 60 bucks on Saquon and he just wasn't going to keep him at that price next year. So I guess he just finally made that decision to go ahead and drop him and, um, you know, whatever. Um, but, uh, shoot, I still can't believe it. I scooped right in there and put a claim in on him and he's, he's sitting on my bench along with Austin Eckler and, uh, (laughs) A couple of other IR guys, but uh, I've been managing, to say the least. Would you, would you have to give up to get him? What was Nothing. the bid? Oh, uh, you know, I, I put in a twenty-six dollar bid. Nice. So in in, in this league, um, the rules are, uh, you know, the guys that you keep increase by five dollars each year. Okay. So I picked him up for twenty-six bucks. So to keep him next year, he's thirty-one, which is half of the price that he would go for. Um, so really, really like that. Uh, I like that, you know, for next year. So I love it. Yeah. Anyway, well, you know, there's some other guys, a little quick, you know, news here. Jordan Howard got cut today. How about that? Yes. Long overdue. Miami isn't using them. They might as well let them go and see if someone else will. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're playing a rookie over him right now. So, but man, if guys like. Kalen Balazs can can be getting carries in the NFL, then Jordan Howard should still get a chance somewhere. I mean, crap, Seattle brought back Alex friggin' Collins, which I love that guy. I love, I'm a, nobody's, I a big, nobody's a bigger Alex Collins fan than, than probably me and his parents. You know, so, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I love seeing him back in a league. Uh, it just makes me so, so happy, man. Alex Collins, wasn't he the one during signing day uh, when he was in high school, his mom stole his letter of intent? Ooh, I don't know. We and wouldn't have... give it back to him? I remember that. I will have to check that I out. I think that was Alex Collins. Man, oh. I haven't – I don't know. I haven't heard that story, but I'm a, I'm a huge uh, Alex Collins fan, a uh, University of Arkansas guy, and I uh, loved it when he finally started to get some uh, notoriety in the league there where he was with Baltimore. and Well, I mean, he even, you know, with Seattle there for a little <laughs> bit, obviously, but uh, with Baltimore he was doing good. He just got to hold on to that football and stop fumbling. I'll tell you what, and this is a true story. I have an Alex Collins Ravens jersey. Wow, that's cool. You are a fan. Yeah, I won a, I won two fantasy football leagues that year. Tommy was in, and I took a picture wearing my Alex Collins jersey because he was the guy that really – I mean, he was the league winner for me that year. So I had that jersey on, tweeted it out, and Alex Collins saw it and actually retweeted it. It was kind of Man. funny. <laughs> Hey, so if you if you won both of those leagues, doesn't that mean that Tommy lost both of those leagues? That is that kind exactly of a little dig? Man, yeah, he's getting a little digs in, wasn't he? Yeah, let's not get into that because there's <laughs> been some times where where Tommy, I, I have lost. Tommy can vouch. I have lost so many championship games. You wouldn't believe it. Like you, you would say that nah, nah, you're you're making this up, you're exaggerating, and I absolutely am not. For for the longest time, I was known as the Buffalo Bobs. That was my team because <laughs> I I could I would make it to the championship game and lose. And probably the craziest 
most ridiculous, uh, you would think was a fake story, uh, was a championship game in this keeper league where I picked up Saquon, as a matter of fact. In that, in that keeper league, I lost to Tommy. And it was the... <laughs> You, you you wouldn't believe it. I actually was beating him in the championship. I think uh, what was it, Tommy? That night it was a, it was the last game of week sixteen, and it was Broncos the Broncos against Bengals. Broncos against Bengals a few years ago, and I was I was down a little bit to Tommy. He had Julius Thomas going that night. That was it. I had Peyton Manning and AJ Green, and. AJ Green got hurt the first few plays of the game. Didn't sing, didn't score a single point. Was out for the rest of the game. So I had to rely on Peyton Manning versus Julius Thomas, which I went up on Tommy by about eight or nine points. It was in the bag. Done. 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 Everybody finally started blowing up my phone, sending me text after text. Oh my gosh, Bob, you finally won it. You finally did it. You finally did it. Hey, congratulations. I probably got eight, nine, ten texts that night. Tommy got pissed, went to bed. Didn't you, Tommy? Yep. I turned it off, went to bed. He went to bed. He got pissed off. So then all of a sudden, I'm up like eight or nine points, ten points or something. Guess what? Peyton Manning starts throwing interceptions. He throws a pick in the game. It, it There's negative like three points. Guess what else happens? He throws another pick a, few, a little while later. Another negative three points. He throws another pick. There goes another negative three points. All of a sudden, Tommy and I are friggin' tied. Because I've I've started taking I'm started taking like steps backwards because of these interceptions. So right towards the end of the game, Peyton's you know driving down the field with less than two minutes left in the game I believe, and and I'm thinking to myself they're about to score. He's on around the ten yard line or something, and I thought to myself just do not throw a touchdown to Julius Thomas. Don't do it. And I've got this thing in the bag. I actually was back up by like a point or two, and then what happens? You guessed it. He throws his fourth friggin' interception. I go to negative three more points. Tommy beats me by like a point for the championship. It was glorious. It was the the craziest (laughs) shit you could. And and it's not made up. It is a true story. That is, you can't can't make that up. I've got a similar one, man. Uh, A guy I've been playing in a league with for over 15 years now. I was kind of always been his nemesis, so to speak, and, and I'd won a few championships. He's a great fantasy football player, but he hadn't won. We're in the championship game. It's Monday night football. I've got the Chicago Bears defense. I don't remember what team they're going against, but probably late in the game, he texts me. He's like, well, man, I finally got you this year. He sends me his address to send the check to because uh, we paid at the end of the year. He went to bed. I kept watching garbage time football. All of a sudden, my team started making a comeback, and at the very end of the game, nothing left to play for. Uh, they throw an interception. Chicago picks the ball off, got me two points, gave me the victory. Uh, so the next morning, he woke up, saw that he lost. He was so pissed. Um, I, I bet. Crazy comeback. Yeah. Crazy comeback. Yeah, those those things right at the end of the game are, are, are pretty wild. You know, like one play wins your uh, wins your game, wins your championships, or, or something like that. You know, just like yesterday. How were any of you all affected by the hell Murray? I mean, honestly. No, I don't uh, think I was. I don't. I don't own those guys anywhere. I mean, I have Hopkins in a league, but. Yeah, I've got Hopkins in a couple leagues. Um, 
matter of fact, I'm, I'm, I've got, I've got Hopkins in the same league that I've got Dalvin Cook and uh, Adam Thielen playing in tonight. So if and, and I'm down by like 19 points right now. So uh, hopefully those guys have a big second half and I can come back and win it. Yeah, the Hail Murray pass, uh, that really, really helped me out. That won me a game in the back row. I, I, I'm in a dynasty league with the back row network, you know, where I do the back row Ravens show, and we got the back row Redskins. He still calls it the Redskins show, but uh, until they changed the name officially. But anyways, in the back row network, I was losing, and all of a sudden that, that pass happened, and I own Kyler and I own Hopkins in that league. So that was, a, that was tasty, oh, nice. to say the least. Yeah, yeah, so that helped me out quite a bit. What do you? What about that last second Nick Chubb run out of bounds? You know, I, I was very, very fortunate to play Nick Chubb in a lot of leagues and get him back. It didn't kill me. There, there wasn't a league where I lost because of that. There was, uh, there was leagues That's I won. Nice. I won because of all the points he put up. So I'm not sure. mad at him. I'm not mad at him. <laughs> you forgive him? Yeah, yeah. He, he's cool with me. But uh, you know, kind of just topping off the rest of this NFL news. Nothing really, really crazy. It looks like Drew Locke is going to miss again this week. Sam Darnold looks like he's out again this week. So. You know, go out there and look at their backups if you're in a super flex league, anything like that. Um, one of the things that really, really sucked that I watched last night was Nick Boyle, the tight end of the Ravens, um, tore his knee all to hell. I mean, it was just a, uh, it was just a bad, bad play that weather. You know, Lamar Jackson kind of hung him out to dry a little bit. Um and it was just an ugly, ugly sight. And and one of the things that's going to affect uh, it's going to affect fantasy because I think that Mark Andrews is going to have to do a little bit more of the blocking, yep. unless they bring someone else in there. I you know I know they've brought in Luke Wilson uh, for a tryout. I'm thinking Delaney Walker might come in there. I believe the Ravens brought some tight end in today. I was watching John Harbaugh's press conference earlier, and he said there was someone they worked out today, but I forgot to look that up and see because I couldn't find out. I didn't. Uh, really busy at work today so i didn't really get a chance to see that delaney right. walker was the name i was going to mention i wonder if they'll uh, i haven't heard anything about him recently and he's got some talent but I, they might bring in more of a block or two to free up andrews so yeah but there's just not a whole lot of that out there so it, they may take patrick ricard and uh kind of move him around do some stuff with him um put him in that role he's the fullback for the ravens uh he's he's about a 300 pound guy and he's a pretty good blocker True. that dude's a bulldog man yeah he he loves contact he loves hitting people so uh i think he's gonna have a lot more opportunity to do that from here on out so um unless you guys got any more uh any more news or anything i mean i, I kind of i will tell you I, I am a little interested in the jordan howard being released i'd like to see there's a lot of teams that could use a running back he's gonna land somewhere and probably land somewhere quick so it'll be interesting to see him you know pull the malcolm brown or something start vulturing touchdowns from somebody that we really really need him from you know yeah it definitely could happen i think he lands somewhere i mean maybe he goes to go to the baltimore and just makes it a four-headed monster <laughs> it would you know it wouldn't surprise Muddy up those me. waters a little bit oh, more. Oh <laughs> it couldn't get any it couldn't get any uh any muddier there you know baltimore and, and and the rams i mean those those backfields are just uh i mean they're just a crapshoot you you have no idea just a roll of the dice of who's gonna do what there so uh, it's you know it's the backfields I'd, I'd like to stay away from for the most part so. man i think harbaugh is an amazing coach but when are they going to give the ball to jk dobbins a little bit more that dude is clearly the best runner in that backfield man i man i don't know and, I, and i'll talk about it a little bit more on the on the back row raven show tomorrow night when 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 my uh 
me and my co-host Blake go on there. But uh, we've been talking about it for weeks. Um, you know, Mark Ingram was out for the last couple of games. He came back this week. Um, man, I, I just don't know because Mark Ingram is good. He's a solid running back. Gus yep. Edwards is a solid. That's the thing, man. They don't have crappy running backs on their team. They don't, you know, they don't have one of those where the cream always rises to the top situations. They they've got three very very good running backs on their team, so you can't really, you know, just give it to one guy. They want to keep them fresh. Well, what was that thing Steve Spurrier said back when he was at Florida? If you have two quarterbacks, you have none. Yeah. Well, if you have three, if you have three running backs, you have none because you don't give them any rhythm. Well, I, I get that. I get that. But the NFL is starting to evolve into this. I mean, it's a very rare thing to see bell cow backs anymore. They want to keep these guys fresh. They, I think that there's a, there's a little part of them that wants to make it – they want to make their running backs seem a little bit less relevant because they don't want to pay them these big, big contracts. I mean, you look at people like Dalvin and Zeke and then how Gurley was and – you know, McCaffrey's about the only guy it looks like it's going to be really, really worth it. But everyone ends up regretting those contracts. Um, I think it's going to be the same thing with Ezekiel Elliott. I think he's the next guy. But I just think that they want to keep him fresh. They don't want to get him hurt. I mean, look at look at all the – you know, Saquon, for crying out loud, is is hurt. And, and, and McCaffrey got hurt. And, and you know, uh, who else did we lose this year? You know, I'm trying to think of some of the other running backs that have taken a toll on themselves because of, you know, Kenyon Drake. Uh, there's a lot of running backs. Uh, Miles Sanders, Joe Mixon. I mean, this is not helping our cause of, of having these bell cow backs. Um, these dudes are getting hurt a ton. So I think it's going to scare these teams into maybe moving to a little bit more of a, you know, split carry type of committee. Um you know, from here on out. The, these injuries are not helping the situation at all. Well, we kind of saw that in Vegas yesterday. Um, Josh Jacobs got 21 carries, but then Devontae Booker got got another 16. So they, you know, they both got a big-time share of carries. Yeah. You know, I think a timeshare backfield isn't a bad thing, but when you're splitting it with three people is where it gets really difficult. Like Tommy said, you're getting no rhythm. I mean, if they were going J.K. and – and uh, Gus, like they were without Ingram there for a little bit and kind of get those guys rolling, it seemed like their running game was more successful than just going back and forth with two guys. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't I mean, know. I'll be curious to see. Yeah, if you're able to give somebody 15 to 16 touches a game instead of eight, then that's going to get them more involved. In, it's just going to get them more, more in rhythm. And that Gus Edwards man, I mean, he's a he's a poor man's Derrick Henry. If you mm-hmm. got that guy hitting you in the fourth quarter, <laughs> I think it's going to make a difference. Yeah, he's their closer, and and yeah, uh, for sure. You know, and Baltimore likes playing with the lead. I mean, that's what they're built for, and um, you know, but uh, they, like I said, they got that three headed monster, and all three are very very good running backs. So it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a rough situation for fantasy owners from this. Uh, from this point moving forward, uh, next year Mark Ingram most likely is going to be cut. The Ravens will save five million dollars by releasing him. Um, Gus Edwards is a free agent, so it could be the J.K. Dobbins kind of Justice Hill show. And they'll most Baltimore always uh, drafts a running back every year just for depth. So there'll be someone else there that that'll fall to him that they'll you know probably have in there as a third string guy. But uh, yeah, anyway. So moving on, let's talk about some of these studs. Let's get through some of these studs real quick. You know, we're talking about that a little while ago. 
man, some of these some of these dudes blew up this week. I mean, Tom Brady, I completely expected him to bounce back, come back, and just sh- shut everyone up after that cr- just craptastic game against the Saints. He put up th- over 37 fantasy points. He threw for 341 yards, three touchdowns. The dude ran for a touchdown, right, Tommy? Yeah, he always tends to do that when they're down there at the one-yard line. He'll just sneak it in. Ah, oh, that old Tom Brady sneak. Gosh, classic. So Tom Brady. Man, you know, Levi, who's some other guys? Tommy, you know, who's some other guys that really, really, uh, some studs from this weekend that stood up to you all? Well, Big Man, Ben had a really good game. Um, another guy who had over 37 points, uh, 333 yards and four touchdowns. You don't get much better than that. It's, you know, that's whenever you start getting into the 30s, and 35 plus, that that is an elite, elite game for you. Uh, so Big Ben had a really good game. Yeah, I mean, who, who's, Le- who, Levi, what do you got? Who do you got? Well, I mean, I think obviously Kamara, Jacobs, those guys. Uh, you know, Kamara's every week. He, obviously, he's a he's a top three back. Uh, Jacobs had a really good game, as we mentioned earlier. Naheem Hines was kind of surprising. He looks like the best running back on that Indianapolis Colts team right now, and it's just crazy. He does, um, man. He, he's he got the juice. I mean, he does, yeah. Jonathan Taylor has looked sluggish. He doesn't yep. look like he has much burst. He can't uh, hold on to the football. Gosh, no, man. What in the world happened to him? Naeem Hines looks like a legit – I mean, he looks like Alvin Kamara out there. He does. Yeah, he's a little dude, but, man, he is uh, he is so versatile. Um, I mean, he can do a little bit of everything, catch the ball, run the ball, return kicks. Uh, the guy's just uh, – I think he's an incredible player. I think if the Colts will use him a little more often, uh, he's going to have significant fantasy value. But that's the problem. Will they use him a little more often? It's another one of those situations you got three guys in the backfield. Yeah, but so. will fantasy owners use him? I mean, is Naeem Hines one of those guys that's like every time you bench him – he blows up, and every time yep. you're like, oh, crap, yep. i got to throw him in my starting lineup, and then he just shits the bed. Yep. I yep. mean, honestly. 100%. I mean, he's I'm like my – yeah, I, I'm in one where where I've got like DJ Chark, and I feel like every time I bench DJ Chark, he blows up, and then every time I play him, he just – ugh. You know. I'm in a deep, uh, I'm in a deep league where you get points for return kicks. Also, I start Naheem Hines every single week because it's just a, a deep roster league, and uh, I mean, obviously, weeks like this one, you know, it's been. Um, been really good for me let me throw this out at you too who is is more fortunate with their wide receiver core you got tom brady and you got big ben both guys have it's it's like a, an embarrassment of riches i mean if i was carson wentz or aaron Rodgers, i'd be so pissed off that tom brady and big ben have all these weapons like what did they do to get all these pieces well green bay tried to get uh, you know antonio brown and i don't think he really wanted any piece of that um um, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean... Well, you know, it'd be a long drive from Tampa Bay to Green Bay since he's living with Tom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And and I don't think Carson Wentz, I don't think the Eagles really have the money. They had all these receivers and, you know, that they're just waiting to come back. So it was more like playing the waiting game. And I guess they felt like they, they really had something in Travis Fulgham. So they were willing to, especially that division where it didn't seem like anybody wants to win that, win it. So... Uh, Not even them, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. they might they might have some more money if they wouldn't have wasted so much on Alshon Jeffrey's contract the last yeah. few years. Uh, that was a terrible re-signing. If that guy would have stayed healthy, he would have been a good player. But uh, I mean, he had a couple years there in Chicago. He was nice, but the dude's uh, soft. He's soft. Yeah, he can't can't stay healthy. Yeah, he is as soft as they make them, man. Here is a uh, 
Here's an interesting trivia question for you. Um, without looking, who, what wide receiver had the most PPR points this week? Wow. What wide receiver had the most Was PPR? it Marcus, MVS? No, it was actually Cole Beasley. Oh, yeah, I was about Beasley. to say Cole Ble- Beasley. I was really about to say that, man. But, yeah, wow. 11 catches, 109 yards. He had a touchdown. Um, I, he made one of the – I don't know if you saw that one-handed catch he made going out of bounds uh, yesterday. I was – you know, I, I kind of have my, my direct TV. I've got eight games going at once, you know. And he made one of the best damn catches I've ever seen in my life yesterday just uh, to – he caught it one-handed. Got he was falling, put, put tapped both of his feet to stay in bounds. It was just amazing. That guy is uh wow, wow. What talk about a waiver wire stud right there? Yep. If John Brown misses time, everybody needs to be picking up Cole Beasley because uh, he performs every time John Brown's out, and that's such a deep passing offense right now that uh, they can yeah, support they, two fantasy wide receivers. Well, they have no running game, so they, they have yep. to throw the ball. Their running game is Josh Allen. Their running backs yeah, are terrible. Is. Yeah. I like Zach Moss, but, man, it's just not happening this year. No. Nope. Yeah, yeah, it's been a little rough. And, you know, some of these other studs, I mean, Stephon Diggs had a great game. He scored over 25 PPR points at 10 catches, 93 yards, and a touch uh, touchdown. You know, Hopkins, we all know what he did. He had seven catches, 127 yards, and that crazy-ass touchdown at the end of the game. Some of these tight ends, though, it, it you know, with, with, with Kelsey on a bye week, you know, we were kind of looking at some of these other guys – um, you know, Mark Andrews and Rob Gronkowski kind of topped the charts. They both had 13.1 points in, in PPR leagues. That is um, a rough week for tight ends. If you're if the leading yeah. tight end is is right at 13 points, that is a rough week for tight well, ends. Well, listen, I mean that. Yeah, but that's how it's been all year on tight ends. I mean, let me just here here here's something you can say. <laughs> here's your top 12 tight ends for this this past week, week 10. Your top 12. I just mentioned Gronk and Andrews. Number three was Hunter Henry. Number four was Cameron Brait. Five, Jordan Howard with 11 points. Then Logan Thomas with over 10 points. Uh, some tight end named Pharaoh Brown or something uh, with the Texans had over 10 points. You had Richard Rodgers, Jonu Smith, Tyler Higby. Damn it, Durham Smythe. You know, Tua's favorite target all of a sudden. And then Colin Thompson of the Carolina Panthers. That rounds out your top 12. That says everything you need to know about tight end this year, where we all thought at the beginning of the year that tight end was going to be super-duper-duper deep this year. And look at it. It never fails. It's the same thing every year, man. There's a couple of them at the top, and then the rest is just a dart throw. Yeah, it's definitely given me some uh, some time to think that next year in redraft leagues, maybe I do go tight in early on because if you have one of those top guys and they stay healthy, that is a huge advantage over any other team in the league, uh, you know, outside of the, the other guys that take the other top tight ends. But, you know, this year if Kittle would have stayed healthy, we'd at least probably had two major yeah. uh, top guys. But still, you know, I'm never one to draft a tight end early in a redraft league, but uh, it's definitely given me something to think about for next season. I'm not afraid to draft someone like, uh, you know, like those couple of guys. I was big on Mark Andrews this year, but uh, it's been a little bit rough. That offense has just been kind of rough all around. Yeah. But uh, it, it, I don't care to take a tight end a little early, especially if it's someone like that, because they'll put up, they're putting up wide receiver one numbers. 
you know oh yeah most definitely kelsey man he's a he's such a monster i've got him in a league and and uh man he's helping me win multiple week after week because nobody else can compete with the tight end score like that well early on in the season darren waller was putting up big numbers now all of a yeah, sudden he stopped true. yeah but i will say this i mean one of the things you can always <laughs> count on is 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 targets and i don't think anybody leads uh the league in targets as far as like tight ends more than than darren waller and and i think if i'm not mistaken i could be wrong but i think going into yesterday's games i think darren waller was fourth in the nfl altogether in in targets just out of everyone in targets in about two to three weeks, J.D. McKissick's going to lead that category because right. the dude keeps getting 15 targets and 14 targets every week. Yeah, he's That's making up insane. he's making up ground to say that. He's making up that ground really quick, man, I'll tell you. So, well, Yeah, he's, he's closing the gap uh, if, this, if this continues. Well, let's talk about some duds this week, some guys that kind of let us down fantasy-wise, man. And I'm going to start it off, man, Russell Wilson. One of my absolute favorite players. He has been blowing up all season. I mean, just absolutely killing it. Oh, my Lord. Yesterday was ugly. He didn't even crack 10 fantasy points, for crying out loud. Yeah, it Hell, was, he didn't even crack 8 fantasy points. It was really bad. It's the second week in a row that he's been bit by the uh, turnover bug. He had four last week and then another three yesterday. Um, it, he's, been, he's been really rough the last couple weeks. They got to get Carson back. If Chris Carson comes back, things will turn around for Seattle's offense again, including Russell Wilson. But without Chris Carson, they're not the same. Well, team. Carson looks doubtful for this week going into Week 11. Um, but they do think that Carlos Hyde will be back. I don't know what that's really going to do for him. But Carson looks like he's unlikely to play at least at this point. This is Monday, so a lot can change throughout this week. So. Uh, yeah, Russell Wilson sucked it up, which means DK Metcalf kind of sucked it up too. So, uh, you know, I was hoping for a lot yep. more out of him. So, uh, Carson Wentz just looks like just a normal, you know, this guy, just this offense, this guy, the play calling. I mean, it's almost as bad as the Baltimore Ravens play calling right now. Yeah, Wentz has been Wentz is bad. Uh, he didn't he didn't turn the ball over yesterday, which is a surprise, but. Uh, Total for just overall for the season, he's a, he's been a turnover machine. Uh, yesterday he didn't turn it over, but he didn't he didn't put up any points either. Nope, but he outscored Russell Wilson. God yeah, man. he did. He he outscored him. Of course, that's not saying a whole lot, but he outscored him. Yeah. You know, my question is: Is Carson Wentz there after this season? Do you think Philly moves on and goes with Jalen Hurts, or do you think um, you think Carson's still there because Wentz? You know, I actually think Wentz could be a good quarterback, but they got to pass protect, and they need to get the dude some weapons. And uh, this has obviously been a down year. He's not a guy that I'm advocating to start this season, but um, he's been good when he has stayed healthy. But, uh, man, they can't protect him, and they, they don't give him any weapons. I think the perfect spot for him, and I, I've been kind of talking about this with maybe Sam Darnold uh, for the last few weeks, but Carson Wentz it would be it would be perfect in Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah he'd be a nice spot. He, He's got a strong arm. He can throw the deep ball. Um, it would it would probably bring bring T. Y. Hilton back to life. Now I think that the uh, I think the Colts make a couple of moves next year, and I'd love to see them trade for Carson Wentz and sign Juju Smith Schuster. I yeah, think that that, that, that would be, be that big. would be nice. That would be very 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 good for that organization. You know they've got 
arguably the best offensive line in the league. They can block. They can run block. They've got some depth there at running back that we've yep. been talking about throughout this episode. So, well, um, if you pair Juju with Michael Pittman, that's Pittman's pretty solid. A, Pittman's a star in the making, guys. Pittman's yep. going to be a beast. Yeah, this this wide good. receiver. This wide receiver draft class this season, man, how can – I mean, it's just amazing how many top wide receivers were in this rookie class. So, uh, Pittman's just going to – oh, man. it's And then you think about the teams like, like Philly not drafting a wide receiver early and, and uh, Green Bay not drafting a wide receiver, and you're thinking of all years to not draft well, a Philly wide did. receiver. Philly well, Philly did. Philly Jalen Rager. Well, oh, I'm sorry. You're right. I was thinking of uh, the guys John Hightower and – Quez yeah. Watkins, they drafted later. But, yeah, you're right. My bad on Philly. But uh, Green Bay, uh, I just can't believe they didn't go out. Imagine getting Justin Jefferson or T. Higgins or one of these guys on Green yep. Bay this year. That would do so much for Rodgers right now. Yeah, instead yeah. of Jordan Love. Yeah, he's gosh, helping a lot. Gosh almighty. That, what just – I mean, that you couldn't screw up that draft any more than what Green Bay did. My gosh. Yeah, they better hope that Jordan Love ends up being the next Aaron Rodgers. Otherwise, they – they may have cost themselves a championship because Rodgers is playing lights out. So yeah, yeah, he he's playing his weapon. best football. I've seen him play in a few years. Oh yeah, yeah. I imagine no good. Let me throw this out at you too. Who do you think's the leading wide receiver in the NFL in terms of yardage this season right now? So don't look it up. Who has the most yards of any wide receiver? DK Metcalf. Wow. Nope. You got anyone, Tommy? Um, we're probably gonna say Devontae Adams since we we're talking Green yeah, Bay. Uh, yeah, let's go Devontae Adams. No, it's Stefan Diggs. Can Stephon you believe that? Diggs. I mean, I, we, we know he's having a great year. He's one of the guys listed on our studs, uh, you know, for this week. And and uh, Stefan Diggs has always been a good player. But, uh, you know, I, I have to give it to him. This has really worked out extremely well. When, when Buffalo made that trade, I was questioning it with this being such a deep wide receiver draft. They could have got a guy, a rookie, on a rookie contract, saved the other picks. But, man, Stephon Diggs has came in there and made a huge difference for them. Yeah, he could be a league winner because, um, I mean, obviously no one drafted him as their wide receiver one or maybe even their no. wide, re- wide receiver two. They probably drafted him at a, you know, more, more of as a flex you know, flex option. So, gosh, what a, what a payoff that's been. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's probably fifth, sixth uh, round pick in a, in a redraft league. And, yeah, he's a, a wide receiver one and killing it. I think he's the overall wide receiver one, if I'm not mistaken, isn't he? Uh, in terms of – fantasy points i'm not sure but he's got to be in that conversation he hasn't missed any games and he's got 906 uh receiving yards on the season so and the dude's well, been scoring can, touchdowns so yeah yeah he's been he's been absolutely unstoppable in that offense he's catching touchdowns he's getting targets uh it's just been fantastic but as far as overall he is just ahead of Devontae Adams. Believe it or not, he is the number one oh, wow. yeah. fantasy Apple wide point. receiver by .5 points. He's got 187.6, and Devontae Adams has 187.1. Um, but I will say this, Devontae Adams is averaging 26.7 PPR points a game, where Stephon Diggs is averaging 18.7. So he's averaging sure. a, a, a whopping 8 points more per game which is crazy crazy stuff i mean that's michael thomas type of numbers from last year yeah Devontae adams has been such a stud this year when he hasn't missed so man he he certainly has man it's awesome well you know let's talk about a few other you know duds that really kind of let us down i mean melvin gordon looks like he's just a letdown every week um 
Jarek McKinnon let us down. Uh, James Conner, I, I was expecting a lot more out of Conner this week. This was one of the bigger letdowns yep. for me, one of the bigger <laughs> duds. Dude had 36 yards rushing. He had two catches for 12 yards, 6.8 fantasy points. Uh, golly, that, that's just that's that's just nasty. Back-to-back weeks, just uh, terrible showings. And I don't know if this is more about uh, why run the ball when you got all those uh, talented pass catchers or – Man, I don't know what it is. Pittsburgh's always been a run-dominant team, and uh, Connor has not looked good the last two weeks. Well, the last three weeks, I think this is the third straight week he's gone under 50 yards rushing. Oh, wow. Yeah, they've been slinging the ball around all over the place. But, yeah, yeah, so that's been it. That kind of stunk. I'll tell you the guy, the one that probably let me down the most this week out of all these duds, Travis friggin' Fulgham. Man, I had him starting in so many leagues. That guy had one catch. For eight yards. I think he only had four targets the entire game. And I know Alshon came back and, you know, they're throwing the ball all over the place. Rager was getting some love. But gosh almighty, 1.8 fantasy points. I mean, and guess what? Philly lost. Yep, yep, sure did. I'm not giving up on Fulgham yet. In fact, it might be a great time to buy low on him and as well as some of these other guys that we're talking about. But uh, now, Jarek McKinnon, I just drop him. They're going into the bye week this week. Mostert's going to be back. He's the guy I want to talk about later. But uh, I still think Fulgham has got to be the number one receiver in that offense. I mean, I know Rager could assume that role at some point, but Fulgham has just been too good with Wentz this year. He really, really has. He's been the go-to guy. He's getting red zone targets. He's getting all this other stuff. Man, he they just didn't have anything going on yesterday. It was just it was no. an ugly, ugly game. So, yeah. um, But I will say this. Anybody that got Fulgham, it's not like they have a whole lot invested in him. They picked him up off the waiver wire a few weeks back. and and um, so. But there again, you probably had him started as a wide receiver two or a flex. So no matter what, he lets you down if he was in, his, in your starting lineup. Which he certainly did me, but I'll tell you something that's probably a guy that let down more people than Fulgham did, and that's A.J. Brown. Yep. I have him in so many leagues, and uh, why Tennessee is not making it a priority to get him the ball is beyond me. It was ridiculous. They're trying to play from behind, and they're still not getting the ball in his hands. Dude, he had one catch. One catch, yep. 21 yards. He had 3.1 fantasy points. Well, to be fair, Indy does also have a very good pass defense. They do. So, um they were able to shut down A.J. Brown. That's not going to happen every week, though. No, he, I look for him to bounce back. <clears throat> yeah, this could be a bounce back week for him. So, um, you know, it's kind of a get right type of thing. But I, I don't see it happening because they do have Baltimore. Uh, the, the Titans do. And, um, and Baltimore's got an incredible secondary. No matter where he is on the field, he's going to have to be uh, lining up against Marcus Peters or Marlon Humphrey, and neither one of those um, you really want to go up against. No. But well, I, I AJ st- Brown owners, if you're able to survive the next couple weeks because they got the Ravens this week, and then next week again, I believe they got the Colts again. Um, if you can survive these next couple weeks, he he should be good for the rest of the season. Maybe a good buy low candidate. You know, we 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 talk a lot of uh, sell high, buy low uh, guys, but that could be someone that you know listening to this show, you know monitor this because if A.J. Brown has another mediocre game at best this week, and I, I absolutely think he's going to have more than one catch when it comes uh, to play in the Ravens, but I could see him probably having four or five catches for, I don't know, maybe 50 yards or something, but, uh, you know, try and keep an eye on that because that you could swoop in there 
um, depending on when your trade deadline is, and maybe make a trade for them. So I don't you. care who they're playing. I'm starting AJ Brown every week. So that guy's <laughs> just a stud, man. Well, yeah. he's also a big play guy too. I mean, he's, yeah, he is. He's liable to bust one for 75 yards, and yep, there's your week for you. Yeah. So, you know, rounding it out, man, some tight ends really uh, that let us down. We talked about tight end a, a few minutes ago. Some of these guys that, you know, these people we didn't even heard of for the most part playing well, but some of these guys we definitely have heard of that played like crap and didn't do anything. And TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fant, Evan Ingram. Um, I think out of the three of those, the one that scored the most was Noah Fant with 4.8 points. So um, those guys um, are looking to probably have a bounce back. Uh, bounce back game this this week so you know kind of moving on uh levi and tommy we kind of let you all kind of take this over and 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 levi you know we're going to talk about some of these waiver wire targets and and some people we should be shooting for and uh maybe some guys it's safe to drop and you know give people a little bit of taste of your uh of your article that you put out every monday let these people out there know who they should be targeting who to go out there and get all right, Buffalo Bob, here we go, man. <laughs> so uh, we got, uh, you know, this week, I think, again, quarterbacks. You know, if you're in a one-quarterback league, then you're probably streaming the position outside of those top couple guys. But I think Jameis Winston is a guy you got to consider. Uh, he's stepping into an offense with Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, and one of the most brilliant offensive minds in the game. So you got to think Winston. Um, I think deep leagues, Alex Smith. I mean, he threw for 390 yards yesterday. This is a team that's going to play from behind a lot. Alex Smith can be fantasy relevant. He's, we've seen that in the past. Uh, so I think he's someone to think about. But uh, if we get into the actual meat of, uh, you know, fantasy football positions, the running backs and the wide receivers, you know, I think there's some guys. Wayne Goldman may still be out there. You know, late in the week, Devontae Freeman was put on the IR. Uh, a lot of waivers have won it, ran at that point. So Wayne Goldman has, has looked really good. He had 18 carries, 53 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, yesterday, I think he's a great pickup. Tommy, what do you think about Duke? You know, Duke is a guy that's got the job for a few more weeks with David Johnson going on the IR. You think he's got something in the tank there? I, I think he could. Uh, I've always had kind of an issue with Duke Johnson just because he doesn't really ever seem to do much with his opportunities. Um, he's more of a pass-catching guy in my opinion, but they, they have nobody else to give the ball to there, so he may as well give it to Duke. Yeah, Man, you're Duke. right. He had one – listen, he's a pass-catching back. He had one target yesterday in, a, in, in what should have been a damn revenge game against the Browns. Mm-hmm. And he yep. had one 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 target. That was it. I, I was I had him going in my DraftKings lineup, and you talk about just craptastic. Golly. Doesn't it feel like Bill O'Brien is still coaching the Texans? Um, I mean, you get one target to Duke Johnson, and like Tommy said, you know, that's his – that seems like that's his best quality, and they're not even throwing him the ball. Um, you know, J.D. McKissick's probably not available in most leagues at this point, but the dude had 15 targets this week, as we mentioned earlier, 14 targets last. He's not going to get you much on running the ball, even though he did have a rushing touchdown. But he had seven catches, 43 yards. PPR leagues, McKissick is gold. Um, Naeem Hines, we mentioned earlier, just had an amazing game. You just got to get lucky on which week to start the dude. Um, Ahmed, you know, Salvan Ahmed for the <laughs> Dolphins. I mean, 
guys, these guys are coming off the street and uh, they're performing well there in Miami. Well, I so started. Good. I started Ahmed the same. Yeah, that's a good you. call. I'm kidding. There's not a damn person in the world <laughs> that started that guy. I'm in some deep leagues where some people had to start him, but you know they're just taking a, a deep flyer. You're you're throwing anything out there that you can and hoping to get lucky. But uh, I didn't start him any leagues. I didn't pick him up because I just didn't. Uh, I really thought Brita would be healthy or maybe Washington would get the carries, but they went Ahmed and you know he performed. Uh, I think Damian Harris has looked really good. Uh, you know, he's not a, a guy that I'm really excited to get just because he's a Patriots running back and he doesn't catch the ball. But, man, 22 carries, 120, 121 yards. He's, he's a guy in dynasty leagues I'd be very interested in. Um, Alex Collins, you mentioned earlier, Bob. I mean, he looked pretty decent yesterday, 11 carries, 43 yards, and a touchdown. Was there any other running backs that you guys liked from this week? Anybody you think that well, people should go out and get? Man, I'll tell you, with the Damian Harris thing, I, you know, I always see him as kind of fool's gold. Um, I think that that game was kind of rough. Baltimore lost their their nose tackle in Brandon Williams very early in that game, and, and Belichick took advantage of that, ran him right up the middle. Um, and, and, and not taking anything away from Harris, he had a very, very good game. But I'm just I'm terrified to have to start this guy unless I'm in just in a real bad situation where I have no choice. But I just there's some of these guys out there that I feel like you're chasing. You might be chasing points a little bit. Harris yeah. is one of those guys that I'd just be afraid to start. But you know what do we know? We you know there's <laughs> Alex Collins had a good fantasy game. You know who called that? You know so. Sure. What about you, Tommy? You got any running backs that uh, we haven't already went over? You think people should pick up? Um. Yeah. I mean. You could always go somebody like a Devontae Booker, just use him as a handcuff. Um, he he got 16 carries yesterday, so he he is getting some play, so he, he may even have a little bit of standalone value there. Um, of course, that may have also just been game flow, because uh, I, I, I know that they kind of handed it to the Broncos a little bit. Um, but uh, Malcolm Brown vultured some touchdowns. How about that? Yeah. He Two did. of he's them. Kind of a, he's Gosh. kind of a touchdown machine for uh... – for L.A. there. Um, I'm curious what the running game will look like now that uh, Whitworth is probably out for the season with that knee, that knee injury. Um, you know, that's obviously going to hurt the offense. And, and uh, they're just a well-coached team. They Their offense hasn't been as exciting as years past, you know, when it was the Gurley show. But um, They've got three good – like Baltimore, they've got three good running backs on that do. team. I mean, didn't Malcolm Brown play in your backyard there, Levi? Wasn't he an Oklahoma guy? Am I, am I mistaken? Was he an yeah. Oklahoma guy? Yeah, I think you're right. I think he was an Oklahoma guy. I, you know, he was, I think, the number one recruited, uh, you know, running back out of high school. No, and, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure Malcolm Brown's a Texas guy. Oh, you know what? You're right, Tommy. He was, was a he Texas, a Texas guy. guy. Okay, got yeah. you, got you. All right. Yep. Yeah, that's my bad there. But, uh, you know, he was a highly recruited guy and just never really did much in in, in college. And, uh, you know, he's, he's had injury, you know, concerns, injury history, you know, early in his career in the NFL. But, I mean, he's a good running back. And, that team runs the ball a lot, man. That the Rams love to run it, and yeah, just like Baltimore, man. You just don't know who's going to score, who's going to do what in that offense, man. We're we're just at the point of the season where you know any any running back can have value. You know these these Jags, these guys like Malcolm Brown and Devontae Booker, uh, Ahmed. These are guys that that can truly go out and help you win a league right now because of opportunity. And I think that's the most important thing in fantasy football is you have to have opportunity. And that's why these street free agents, Alex Collins, 
coming in and, and automatically going to work and, you know, putting up putting yeah. together fantasy relevant weeks. I mean, it's it's those Saquon owners, those, you know, McCaffrey yep. owners. It's the Joe Mixon, Miles Sanders, you know, those guys that need, you know, that are desperate at running back. These are guys that can help. I'll tell you another guy that I'm uh, that I'm monitoring a little bit here. You know, you're talking about Ahmed, but I'm Miles Gaskin. Uh, he may be coming back in the next couple of weeks. So if just in case yep. he got dropped in your in your leagues, I think he's a nice, nice stash to go ahead and pick him up now. Um, if you can weather the storm, if you can you can burn a roster spot on him, um, go get him because when he comes back, I think he's going to immediately be uh, fantasy relevant again. They like him. Um, I mean, he was their three-down workhorse back. So, you know, I think if we transition to wide receivers, my number one pickup of the week, my number one target, this would be a redraft league. This guy's not going to be available in dynasty leagues, but that's Michael Pittman. You know, I mentioned him earlier. I think this guy is going to be a huge star. He was my my number three overall rookie receiver in my rankings going into the season, just behind um, Judy and, and Lamb. I really think Michael Pittman, I, I mean, it's going to be hard to say he's number three right now with all the talented uh, rookie receivers, but Pittman is just a beast, man. He's a hard worker. He's a good dude. He's in an offense that needs, desperately needs a big-time playmaker at wide receiver. I think his biggest issue is Rivers isn't going to be able to, you know, hook up with him downfield because his arm strength is so uh, weak at this point but he's a guy that uh, I think he can come in and perform really well and help some people win some weeks down the stretch here yeah I agree he's 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 put up incredible numbers over the last couple of weeks and I think it's just going to continue he's running running very very crisp routes Uh, he's got a good good chemistry uh, you know, with Rivers, and he's just basically everything that we hoped T.Y. Hilton was going to be in this offense. Yep. Um, and T.Y. Hilton's just, man, the guy's toast. Um, I wish him well, but he hasn't been fantasy relevant in three years. Um, so it, it's the Michael Pittman show uh, from here on out. So if you can, if if he's on the waiver wire, I mean, I don't. What, what kind of fab money would you throw on him right now? Man, you know, when what we have posted in the article is 40%, but I went in and I tweaked that later, and I missed it before the final update, but uh, I changed it to 50, uh, 50. Actually, I may have put 60%. You know, I think we're down to the point in the season where, you know, it, it really depends on what your situation is. How much money do you have left? Are you a team that's already in the playoffs? Are you a team in the hunt for the playoffs? And that would factor into my decision. If I'm a team that needs a couple wins to either get in the playoffs or to solidify the first round by, then I'm going to spend. I'm going to spend 50 or 60% of my remaining budget because I don't think there's going to be talented guys like this. You're always going to go out and be able to pick up an Alex Collins or an Ahmed or one of those low-end guys, Jacoby Myers, who came out of nowhere. You always get those guys for minimum bids, but a guy like Pittman, that kind of talent isn't typically on the wire. They're only on the wire because they've been injured and haven't performed yet or they're rookies. Uh, you know, Brian Edwards might be another guy if he could get healthy and get involved, um, you know, who could have star appeal later. I don't, I'm not saying he's going to, but, you know, my point is you're not going to find guys like this on the waiver wire very often. So I think you got to spend, uh, if you're locked into the playoffs and you're deep at wide receiver, then I probably wouldn't throw as, as big of a bit out there unless you're just trying to block a competitor. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to block some of those guys or even maybe pick up some of these guys to where it, 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 it gives you the freedom to maybe trade one of your receivers to help your running back situation out or something like that as well. Yeah, I know Tommy's guy. Tommy's probably looking at Alan Lazard here, aren't you, Tommy? Oh, Oh, he loves uh, Lazard. Salivating. (laughs) Salivating. Gosh, he loves Lazard. (laughs) I know he does. If Lazard is available, I'm picking him up all day long. Do you pick up Lazard over Pittman, or where do you stand on that? Um, 
Pittman would probably still be my, my number one guy of the week, but I, I'd have Lazard right after him. Um, he was he was incredible the first the first few weeks of the season until he got yeah, hurt, he was. and he's supposed to be coming back. So Alan Lazard is definitely a guy I'm I'm looking at if he's available. What about this Jacoby Myers? I mean, I know he's been on the Patriots a couple years. There's a lot of preseason hype on him when he was an undrafted rookie, and now he gets a chance to come in. All of a sudden, it seems like New England has a small little bit of a passing game if it involves Jacoby Myers. I mean, this week, seven targets, five catches, 59 yards, and check this out. He had a passing touchdown for 24 yards. Yeah, so, uh, gives him one. Think? It gives him one less passing touchdown than, than Cam Newton has all year. Yeah. <laughs> And yep. so, he, I mean, he's 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 batting a thousand now. I mean, he's yeah. uh, <laughs> he's uh, got a better completion percentage than uh, yeah. than Cam. Obviously, he's got a good QB rating. Let's say that. Yeah, yeah there we go. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's he's also getting targets. He's converting on his targets. He he, he caught five of the seven. Yep. The uh, targets he got yesterday. Um, and and last week he he caught a bunch of targets also. Um, I believe the week before that he had a big game. So he, he has he been pretty consistent the last few weeks. He's been a beast. I think he's had something like 18 or 19 <laughs> catches over the last two weeks. Um, you know, and that's that's saying a lot because that's an offense that's really, really struggling. And if this is Cam and him just getting started, I mean, that could only get better. They 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 obviously seem to have a chemistry. New England's getting the ball in Jacoby's hands. Um I think he's exciting. Cole Beasley, if he's out there, I mean, we talked about him earlier, had a monster game. If John Brown's out, I definitely think Cole Beasley is even more exciting. Uh, you know, there's guys like K.J. Hamler, 10 targets yesterday. I'm looking more at the targets than anything else. The only thing, you know, Drew Locke is banged up, and he's just flat-out looked terrible. Uh, but they're playing from behind a lot, a lot of garbage time points. Hamler could uh, – I mean, you could do worse. I, I'd always take a guy that's going to get 10 targets. Tommy, who the hell is this guy in our fantasy league, in our dynasty league, that changed their team name to finally beat Bob? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's who Alan. was who beat who was who beat you last week? Was that Alan? Alan friggin' Gossage, that guy. <laughs> he, I'm looking at his team, and his team name is finally beat Bob. I'm sitting there looking at my scores. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm, I'm up on a guy by less than half of a point right now in an IDP Ooh. league where I have Eric Wilson going right now with 15 fantasy points. This guy has Adam Thielen and Khalil Mack going, so it's pretty safe to say I might lose this one. So close one. We got a nail biter there. I'm gonna I'm gonna call Allen up and I'm gonna send him a very very mean text in a little while. Anyways, <laughs> you know, hey guys, what do you think real quick before we finish up this uh, this? What do you think about Ronald Jones yesterday, man? Was that fluke or? Uh, or is he still just hanging on to fantasy relevance with with everything that he has? I mean, I could see him just, you know, holding, just gripping, and just do not let me go. I mean, what he just will not, you know, give that position. He will not give it up to Leonard Fournette, man. That backfield is the bane of my existence. I started Leonard Fournette yesterday. Yep, and you had Ronald Jones on your bench. And I had Ronald Jones on my bench, and Leonard Fournette did nothing, and Ronald Jones had a great game. Yeah, that's yep. really that's that's why I have such a hard time. I've never been a Ronald Jones guy. I've never been a believer in him. I will say he has looked good 
when he's been running the ball. Um, obviously not when they're you're trying to use him as a pass catcher. That's not his deal. But my biggest issue is who do you start each week? You know, you never know if it's a Fournette week or a Jones week. I hate backfields like that when I'm in fantasy, uh, when I'm playing fantasy. I want to pick guys where you know they're the primary ball carrier, and I know that's more difficult now. But well, he, he fumbled the ball early in the game, and you just thought to yourself, that's it. He's done. Yep. He's done for the day. Um, I was hoping. Yeah, <laughs> and he broke off that big time run, and my gosh, man, what a you know what a game he had. He's got some talent running the ball. I wish he could catch the ball. Um, you know, he seems to drop a lot of passes. He seems to fumble a lot, like you mentioned. Um, well, he, but yeah, he, well, he broke game. off that that big long ninety eight yard touchdown run yesterday yep. too. Yeah, yeah and, and you can't you can't count on that every time. But regardless, he definitely has a lot more burst, a lot more juice than what Fournette has. But Fournette's just better uh, pass protector. He's a better ball catcher, um, and I think uh, Tom Brady you would think trusts Leonard Fournette a little bit more. But really, honestly, man, I, I Ronald Jones Rojo is just playing for his his life right now he knows i mean he knows the writings on the wall that he his back is against the wall and he is fighting kicking scratching doing whatever he can to keep his ass in there and you know and it's working so far so man if i was tampa bay and i got all those talented uh, wide receivers i don't know if i'd ever hand the ball off um man every you got godwin and mike evans antonio brown gronk Brait is a touchdown machine uh, Scotty Miller has looked really good. They've got so many options in the passing game. Uh, it'd just be hard to hand the ball off. Brady launched the ball deep yesterday to Antonio Brown, had him wide open, and just completely turned him around and missed him. Yeah. 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 Brady's missed some throws this year for sure. But, uh, man, they got some they got some talent there. Well, hey, it, Levi, tell us some more. Any, any more guys that uh, kind of jump out to you as far as wide receivers go? I mean, I think you're starting to get to where you're you're getting really risky at this point. You know, you got MVS, uh, Marquez Valdez, Scantling. You know, he's one of those guys. Good luck on picking the right week to start him. Darius Slayton, same thing. He's boom or bust. You know, if you're in a matchup where you're going to need uh, some big time ceilings, then MVS, Slayton, those are guys I'd go after. If you're looking for a floor, I'd stay away from them. Alshon Jeffrey, maybe. I mean, he's not a guy that I would want, but, uh, you know, maybe you could get something out of him. I am interested to see what Jakeem Grant can do. You know, Preston Williams is out. He came in five targets, four catches, 43 yards, and a touchdown. I've always thought Jakeem Grant is a really good player. The, the issue is he's like five foot six. My 15-year-old son's bigger than him. Um, <laughs> but the dude, he's got a lot of talent. I, I really would like to see him, uh, you know, get a chance and, and kind of be – you know, uh, another version of, uh, you know, I know Naheem Hines is a running back, but another version of one of these smaller guys who've been super successful. And um, But, again, I, it's only one weekend. Um, I'm not sure what Miami's going to do. They're going to have to throw the ball to someone. So uh, I think he's an interesting guy. Chris Conley had eight targets. That's two weeks in a row where he's getting a lot of targets. Uh, he doesn't have a high success rate on his catches. He had four catches, 43 yards, but uh, he could be a boomer bust play if you need to go big. But uh, everybody is just kind of really some uh, some deep, deep league, deep sleeper, risky plays from here on out. Ha, ha, let me ask you this, man. You're, you're my waiver wire guy. You're our, our waiver wire guru, our expert over at DynastyProsFootball.com. And you tell me, how desperate do you have to be 
to play Willie Sneed of the Baltimore Ravens. You gotta be pretty dang desperate, man. Uh, that he's, Baltimore. <laughs> he's the only one playable on that offense. Yeah, yeah, and and, and I've been, you know, I'm a diehard Ravens yeah, fan. I, I've been watching these games. I watch every snap every week. He's become the the guy. He's become the reliable target. Um, they're throwing the ball in the end zone with him. He's the their their guy over the middle of the field. That's it's kind of taken away some of those looks from Mark Andrews. Um, I'm thinking with this loss of Nick Boyle and Mark Andrews might have to do a little bit more of that blocking. That Willie Sneed may get you know two, three, four more targets in this offense. Um, listen, the guy had five catches for 64 yards and two touchdowns. You know so. Willie Sneed is a good player. You know, you remember back when he was in New Orleans with Drew Brees. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, he was uh, he was kind of a stud, uh, maybe like slot kind of receiver. And I think Willie Sneed definitely has talent. You know, I think our biggest concern or my biggest concern is just that passing game like we've talked about. Lamar, I mean, I'm a huge Lamar fan. I think the dude is, is uh, amazing, but it's just not been his year. And uh, I think you could do worse than Sneed. I mean, I, I would rather start Sneed than some of uh, the other guys that are probably on this list. But at the same time, yeah. Alshon Jeffrey. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I would I would start him over Alshon, but uh, man, it it might if be. If you're starting, up yeah. If you're starting Willie Sneed on your fantasy football yeah. team, uh, you're in, you're in bad shape to say you're, the least. You're not likely in the playoff hunt. If you're he's one of those. Che- he's one of those dudes you you get in like DraftKings or FanDuel yeah. that's super duper cheap. That uh, you know is yep. one of those guys that win you money. You know? Yeah, for the GPPs. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So. Yeah, you're right, man. So if we move on to tight ends, you know, tight end is such a bad position this year. I mean, it's tough Ugh. every year. And yeah, you mentioned it earlier. The only guy I really came up with that might not be owned was Logan Thomas. And the reason I mentioned him is you got the transition to Alex Smith as the quarterback now. Uh, Logan Thomas, six targets, four catches, 66 yards. That's uh, that was probably top six or seven tight end. Um, this week and uh, you know I haven't actually ran the numbers to check but uh, you know when there's a change in the offense or change at the quarterback position it brings some uh, some interest to me on you know what will happen now just kind of like Tua took over I wondered if Kaseki would start getting more involved and you know that hasn't really happened yet but uh, uh, you know tight end is such a bad position good luck each week on finding someone that's worth starting. Yeah, I'll tell you, here's a sneaky one for me. Is that Durham Smythe in Miami? I mean, he is quietly becoming a go-to target of Tua's. So, yeah, I mean, he you, has. you got to be in a little bit of a, uh, a major pinch to pick him up and have any confidence at all in starting him. But um, I did start, you know, Ross Dwelly in a league this, this week with, uh, too. you know, with, with – uh, uh, Kelsey on a bye, but uh, that's somebody I'm going to keep an eye on. I've got him in a very, 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 very deep dynasty league, and um, yeah, I'm, I might end up playing him over, uh, God, I'll tell you the guy that's really been driving me nuts at tight end, and that's a dude uh, from, uh, you know, Robert Tunyon yeah. over in Green Bay, man. That was like a one-hit wonder. He had that one or two weeks, and man, he's been just irrelevant since. So, uh, I might well, have I a situation you, where I do I that. Bet you, I bet you play Tunyon this week because Dwelly's on by. So, um, yeah. you know, Dwelly and Jordan Reed were both guys I thought about throwing in the article, but they're on by this week. And, you know, I'll tell you one thing, and I can't take credit for this. I actually heard this from another broadcast. But there are some leagues out there that still have Taysom Hill as tight end eligible. 
Well, Taysom Hill is probably going to get a lot more opportunities now um, with uh, with Breeze out. And you know they like to use him in the offense a lot. So if you happen to be in a league where Taysom Hill is tied in eligible, he is a, definitely a guy I'd be starting right now with uh, the state of the tight end position. Yeah, it couldn't hurt. It couldn't hurt at all. Well, you know, before we jump up off here, uh, go over some guys that you can – you know, safely go ahead and drop now. This is some stuff that no one really, really talks about. They talk about all the guys to go pick up, but they don't want to make that tough decision of telling you who to drop. And we don't do that here on, uh, you know, at Dynasty Pros. We're going to let you know who to go ahead and drop. And if they if they blow up next week after dropping them, you can give us hell on Twitter. Uh, you know, we don't care. But, uh, you know, who's some yep. guys to you that stick out to you that, uh, you know, you would probably go ahead and cut loose? Man, I'm saying Drew Locke, if you're in one quarterback leagues, the guy has not looked good. He's he's getting points in garbage time, but now he's banged up on top of that. He's, he's a guy I'm dropping. Jake Luton, if you ever picked him up to begin with, uh, I know weather was a factor yesterday, but again, he should just be in the two quarterback uh, uh, leagues. But uh, Leonard Fournette, you know, we talked about him earlier. It's just you don't know when to start him. He's, in my opinion, he's kind of wasting a roster spot. Plant the bomb, like you mentioned. Jamichael Hasty, he's broken his collarbone now. Mostert's going to be back soon. Uh, after the bye, Jarek McKinnon, he's another guy. He's just not performing well, and Mostert's coming back. They're on bye this week. Next week, I think Mostert's back for sure, and he has really looked special. Joshua Kelly has looked terrible. I mean, Kalen Balaj is getting snaps over Joshua Kelly, so which is really disappointing because he was one of my rookie sleeper guys that I really felt confident about. Uh, Adrian Peterson, it looks like his time is finally up. DeAndre Swift is taking the job and running, which also means on Johnson can go. James White. Um, you know, this one might hurt, Bob, but I got Gus Edwards and Mark Ingram, and it's just really because yeah. of the three-headed backfield. I wouldn't drop Dobbins just because there's too much talent there, but um, Hollywood Brown, Hunter Renfro, Scotty Miller, Nikhil Harry. I mean, the list could go on and on, but um, if there's – you know, I would drop any one of these guys I just mentioned and love to pick up um, a guy like Jacoby Myers or, um, you know, one of these uh, Ahmed or – maybe even a Malcolm Brown or someone someone who actually has the potential. If I put them in my lineup, I can feel decent about getting me some points as opposed to any of those guys I just mentioned. Yeah, yeah, I tend to agree. There's some guys. It hurts me to think he, to drop uh, Hollywood Brown. But, um, yep. I mean, what's he doing for you? I mean, nothing. I mean, he, you know, just like any waiver wire receiver out there, he might have a good game here and there. But, uh, gosh, you cannot afford losing games by having him in your starting lineup. And in redraft, you can drop him in redraft. Yes. Don't, yeah. don't drop him yeah. in dynasty, obviously. That's that's what I want to say in redraft. <laughs> and I would first exhaust all trade options. You know, try to see if you can get some namesake value, mm-hmm. and maybe you could trade one of these guys for an Alex Collins, who you could start this week if if Hyde and Carson aren't back, or maybe you could. That trade would one make of my them. head hurt. I couldn't imagine me trading Hollywood <laughs> Brown for Alex Collins. I think that would just like put me in some crazy time warp dimension type of stuff. Dude, I would just, my brain would just explode yeah. if I did something crazy like that. See, if I was a Hollywood Brown owner, I'd be targeting you in my league, knowing you're a Ravens fan and hoping mm-hmm. I could get something in return. I mean, anything. Give me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Give Here, me something. <laughs> well, here's the thing. In most of the leagues that I'm in, I own Hollywood Brown. And in, in some of those leagues, Tommy can tell you, I've traded him away. I uh, wow. I, I saw the writing on the wall. I thought th- there was going to be big bigger, bigger things from him this year, and it's just not. There hasn't been bigger things from anybody in that offense. So, no. um, 
you know, I, I've, I, I, I jumped ship a little early on him and, and I'm not looking back. I, uh, I've made some good deals when it comes to moving on from him. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, you gotta, you gotta do it early rather than late is the thing. So if you've already made those moves, that was uh, the time to do it. Cause if you wait too long, you get to where they don't have value now and, and it's hard to do anything. Do you want to, uh, Buffalo Bob there, do you want to talk about some buy now, uh, guys? Well, I think we kind of mentioned some of these, you know, um, you know, there's not a whole lot of guys that that stick out to me that I would jump all over to buy at the moment. I mean, there's some obvious ones. If you want to go get someone like Ronald Jones, but if you try to get him now, I feel like you're you're paying uh, you're not paying a cheap enough price for him after yep. the game that he had the other day. Kenyon Drake is another one. Um, that that's someone you might want to sell high on if you still can. Um, Austin Eckler is a guy I'm targeting as far as a buy low. Um, that's that's one of the only guys that really sticks out at running back that I can go and grab that I uh, that I think will pay off big time once he comes back. I mean, is there is there anybody to you know Tommy? Is there anyone that sticks out to you? I mean, Eli or Levi? Does something stick out to you? Um, there's a couple wide receivers. Um, Brandon Ayuk, um, he's been getting a ton of targets lately. If you can get him for a fairly decent price, I would definitely try to. Uh, Chase Claypool is another one. Um, he has been really dominating the targets there in, in Pittsburgh the last few weeks, and he's been looking really good. Yeah. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Ayuk's teammate. What about Debo? Debo should be back soon, probably yeah. after the buy. Debo's a great buy loan guy, and and I mentioned his name so many times. But uh, Raheem Mostert, I mean, he has looked special this season when he's been healthy. Uh, those are guys with a, being a bye week right now. If you can, if their owner, if Debo's owner, Mostert's owner, Ayuk's owner, whoever, if their owner needs a win, if it's a must-win situation for them to make the playoffs, you've got a big possibility of trading for these guys since they're on bye right now. And let me throw this one out to you. It's going to be hard to to explain why this would be buy low or, or maybe not buy low, but how you can buy them. But Christian McCaffrey, think about it. We we just mentioned if if he's potentially going to miss a couple more weeks, if that owner is fighting and clawing and trying to get into the playoffs, and if you are a team that has already secured a playoff berth or you know there's no doubt you're making the playoffs, he is absolutely a guy I would go out and, and pay for and uh, and try to get. It may be hard to get him, but uh, if the other guy needs a win, you might be able to pull it off. And damn or, it. There was a t- that- touchdown Adam Thielen. There goes my fantasy game. Damn it. I like it. I like it. I like it. I'm a fan of it. <laughs> Uh, Anyways, what were you about to say, Tommy? Um, well, I was also about to say if um, if you're going after a guy and they happen to be on on a team who is out of it, um, and and it's some type of keeper league, you know, keeper auction league, um, you may be able to trade away a an, a future asset in order to get that guy as well. Yep, that's a that's a good point. You know, in in a dynasty league, this will be a really really deep player. But if if you were in a dynasty league, Will Disley is a guy that I'd really want to acquire. Um, he looked special both of the last two years before getting hurt. I know he hasn't done a lot this year, but he is coming back from a major injury. It takes some time, uh, you know, to kind of get uh, up to par. And he's a guy that I think can be a special tight end in the future. 
Yeah, yeah. He he's been one of those guys, kind of like Jacob Hollister. Remember last year, Jacob Hollister yep. blew up for those few games, and um, you know I took advantage of that for a little bit, but that uh, that ship sailed because you know he's not really gotten a whole lot of uh, attention this year, especially yeah. with the addition of Greg Olson, though. But yeah, there's not really a whole lot of guys like I, I like the idea of getting someone like McCaffrey if you can, especially in dynasty. Um, some of those guys, I know some some guys that that are probably going to take McCaffrey to the grave with them, um, oh, but yeah. they may be a little bit more uh, open minded to moving him now. So if you can swoop in there, take advantage and go grab him. I, I agree. Raheem Mostert, like you said, is something that I think I would do one of these like you know flip or flop type of moves with him. Is if you can pick him up on the cheap now wait for him to get back. I don't know if he's going to make it back and be relevant um, before you know someone's trade deadline is up in their league. But if you can and he comes back and has a good game, I'm immediately trying to flip him because he's just a guy that's just – he just can't stay on the field. He cannot stay healthy. I don't want anything to do with it. And I'm, I'm a Mostert owner. I've got him on the IR in a couple of leagues, and – I'd love to be able to move on from him because there's just these guys that cannot stay on the field, and he's proven to be one of those guys. I just I can't stand it. I don't I don't want to lose games with this guy. So listen to this. I made a trade earlier uh, this week, and I traded away Carson Wentz and David Johnson. So this is before David Johnson went on IR. Yo. So I traded I traded those two guys. It's a salary league, salary cap league, and in return I got Drew Brees and Raheem Mostert. So I was loving it when David Johnson got put on the IR because this is also I'm number one in the in the in the league and the guy I made the trade with is number two, and so it was something that helped both teams out in terms of needs and, and contracts and cap amount and everything else. So I was loving it until Drew Brees got banged up, and so now uh, fortunately I have Aaron Rodgers, but uh, I am I'm super stoked about getting Raheem Mostert, especially considering David Johnson I wouldn't have had anyways for a few more weeks. So. Um, We'll see what happens. Mostert's got to stay healthy, like you said, but I only need him to stay healthy for a few games. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, you know, it's a lot to think about, a lot to digest. Um, You know, we went over quite a lot of stuff in tonight's show, you know, with our studs and duds, waiver wire targets, buy low, sell highs. I mean, there was a lot, this is an action-packed show, guys, and uh, I have a feeling it's just going to be like this uh, for the rest of the season. There's a lot of stuff going on with COVID, injuries, just 2020 in general. I mean, it's, it's just it's hitting everybody hard, and, and, and the NFL's getting it just as hard as anyone else, man. Uh, it's wild stuff. Yep, it's good times. Um, yeah. It's definitely been an exciting and interesting year with all this COVID stuff. Yep, so, uh, you know, uh, we want to appreciate everybody for listening to the show tonight. You know, however, uh, however you listen to us, we do appreciate you making us part of your day. Um, but until then, I'm Bob. Uh, for Tommy, for Levi, like I said, we appreciate everything. Everybody, please stay safe out there. And now we are out.